Hey everyone, it's Bree at AskBree123. Feel free to email me any questions, concerns, or if you just want to say hi, at AskBree123, A-S-K-B-R-I-E-123 at gmail.com. I'm actually recording today from my car. I'm outside of work. Um, it is really early, like 7, 10 a.m., but... Um, I have to be there at 7.30, so I have a little bit of time when to put in a, or get in a recording before I step on the job. Um, hope everybody's morning's going well, or night, wherever you are, um, afternoon for my East Coast people. But today I want to talk a little bit about preparation versus fear, right? Um, you know, obviously I always get my ear to the street, right, um, used to be in the streets doing my thing, not anymore, um, rededicated my life to Christ, I feel like a thousand times, but obviously, you know, um, it's all about realizing that there's an issue, being honest with yourself, and going to his feet, and, and praying, and, and trying to walk this life out as he would desire, because, there's a purpose for all of us, right? We're here, not by mistake, but for a time such as this. Um, we all have a word God wants to speak to all of us, and he wants to change our lives. But um, anyway, that's my little sermon for the morning. But anyway, back to preparation versus fear, right? So I remember in the past, I kind of, you know, always was kind of radical, you know, um, hot or cold, not really lukewarm, right? Um, just balls to the walls, did whatever I wanted to do, and was pretty compulsive, right? Um, but as I mature and I grow and I fellowship with family and friends, um, it dawns on me how important discipline is, right? Like, when you look at people, right, that are successful, I mean, I go to a lot of seminars and a lot of meetups because of my job being an empowerment lifestyle coach. You see the people that act compulsively and the people that are disciplined, and usually they're just worlds apart, right? The people that have established discipline um, have a routine, not saying that it they're boring, but saying that their success level is usually a lot higher than the people that go throughout life just willy-nilly. Which, I mean, I had a lot of fun being willy-nilly and and doing whatever I want to, but there's also a lot of sorrow and pain. And as I walk, you know, closer to God and we speak and I'm in his word, it just becomes even more clear that, you know, we're supposed to have life and have it abundantly. But honestly, there's a lot of drama that we can avoid, right? There's a lot of toxic situations that if we're disciplined and we're coming to him and we're fellowshipping with others that we can just totally avoid, right? Like, um, again, I always, you know, speak with my girl, Ebony, shout out to Kingdom Trends, right? Definitely changing the culture and our perception of what beauty is and, and why we're here and what God has called us to. And we were just talking about how, you know, there's this conversation of, you know, of being judged and being fearful, right? Like if you are too um like uptight or stuck up, you know, 
um, something up your hiney, right? They always talk about like, get that out of your hiney because, you know, just, just relax, right? That it's also seen as being fearful, but I don't agree. You know, I think that preparation is something that can only benefit people versus take away. I mean, um, my dad used to always say, you know, failing to plan is planning to fail, right? Like, what is your plan? What is your initiative? And, um, you know, we were, you know, just talking, you know, kind of shooting the breeze and stuff. And we were just talking about like financial preparation, right? Because, you know, as we get older, right, and people are now starting to entertain, you know, retirement funds. Um, we were talking about life insurance, right? Like we're not old, we're not 50, but why not start to save now and have a little goose egg just because, you know, just just um, in case of like a rainy day or an accident, then not, right? Like, you know, we were talking about how sometimes, you know, unfortunately, people don't plan, right? Like we're all going to die one day, right? That's just a fact. And sometimes we're so busy living the life that we're living and obviously there's troubles that come up and you have family drama and you have kids that we don't think about the crucial things and think about the future and we were talking about how sometimes you go to funerals and the person have life insurance and so now the parents or I won't say the parents but now the kids or whoever is burying the person is left with this huge financial burden and of course like they really want to have a celebration of life and they want people to come and they want to feed them and they want to have the casket and they want to have you know obviously the decorations and the pictures but like that all costs right so like if you would have put money aside for a plan, then your family wouldn't have to have a GoFundMe or your family wouldn't have to, you know, um, pass the hat to try to, you know, scurry up the funds really quickly, right? Because there's only so much time, right? Like, you have to, unfortunately, like, I don't know why I'm talking about funerals, but you have to obviously have a plan for the body because obviously, you know, nature takes its course, right? It's not going to be there forever. Um, and you have to get along with the service. And so we were talking about things like that, like how people don't save. And, you know, I, um, you know, I, again, like I'm always having my ear to the streets and I'm watching YouTube videos and this is a lady that's called Marie TV. And she talks about, you know, she had somebody on her podcast called, Katie Northrop and she was talking about her, the love language and your love story with money and how you know sometimes you know people that are spiritual or people that just want to avoid it they they don't take their finances seriously they don't know their status right they try to avoid it but of course if you avoid something it doesn't mean that it's not there it just means it's not being talked about right and she talks about like you know, every day having what she calls the broken tooth fund, as in stuff happens, you know, you might run over a nail, you might chip your tooth, your kid could break their arm. What are you going to do? I mean, those are, those are things that have to be fixed, right? If you depend on your car to get to work, you need to have tires. Um, obviously, you know, if you trip and fall and, you know, break your tooth, you need to have dental insurance, right? Because that's going to be a hefty bill, you know, I remember there was um, these people in my church and again, you know, I keep it real, give it to you straight, no chaser, as Wendy Williams would say. And I'm not trying to condemn, I'm just, it just got me thinking, right? I remember they had a baby <clears throat> and their baby 
you know, kids are everywhere and obviously can find the craziest things. Um, you know, my dad always talked about how like we had had this huge living room, but then we would find that one penny that somebody dropped and put in our mouth. Right. Well, in this case, the baby put, um, a nail, like a nail that you would hammer into a wall and swallowed it. And, I think the mom saw it quickly and ran over, but by that time it was too late, so they rushed to the hospital, and, you know, they had to watch this nail. Like, they were obviously trying to, like, not have to put the baby in surgery, but if they had to, they would, but they were watching the nail kind of travel down, and hopefully, you know, in in the perfect world, it would come out the other end. I'll just put it that way. Um, but on the way, it was stressful because they were afraid that the the nail was going to puncture the esophagus or could, like, hit some major organs and the baby could start bleeding. So remember, we were praying and praying and, like, the baby um, wasn't in ICU but definitely was, like, being watched around the clock. And I think it took about three days to have the nail pass by. Anyway... I just remember thinking like, man, that is just so intense. I'm so, you know, and of course the nail ended up coming out, but I, and it was so relieved, but I just remember thinking like, man, that is one bill. And I remember them saying, you know, we don't have insurance. Like they worked a particular job where they just did it. And I just remember thinking like how stressful that would have to be to have kids, you know, obviously walking around this world you know kids you want them to have the best experience you want them to be in sports accidents happening but like not to have insurance wow like and then also too like the cost having to be eaten up by taxpayers right and again like this baby was in I don't think it was called intensive care but obviously what had to have specialists watching the baby almost 24 7 to make sure that like the baby wasn't gonna die And so it was things like that where it got my mind kind of thinking like, man, you know, kids, having a house, um, having a spouse, having cars, right? Like you have to be prepared for all that. You have to really critically think like, am I in a situation where if something happened, I would be okay? Am I adding too much to my plate too soon. I mean, the last podcast I talked about was prematurely, right? Like we want these big things, but have we really thought about the details, right? And what that entails. I mean, not just to, you know, when we're talking about fame and stuff and people know your name and how creepy in a way that is, you know, people know who you are before you know who they are, right? That's a little weird to me, but just the fact of like, okay, we want these things, but what is the bottom line cost? I remember my dad always talking about like, you know, because I love, you know, obviously like what I call the Hummer Mercedes, right? The big old car or, you know, that's on the fancier. And I really like um, the big Jeeps. You know, we went looking for a car for me because uh, my dad actually broke mine, which is another story. Um, but we had to get another car. So we live in Oregon. You know, the bus system is cool in Portland, but not in the burbs. Anyway, there was this huge car, like these huge wheels. And I mean, I look like an ant inside of it. I'm only five too, but the car was like $70,000. But this baby was it like talk about like going to the mountains, going to the beach, like just like demolishing anything in your way. But I just remember thinking like, oh my gosh, like the critical thinking, right? comes in like, how much are the tires? And we're talking to the guy and he's like, oh yeah, like this is for people that got some bread that they can like just throw on, you know, 
a car because the tires alone were like $600 for one of those things. And like, of course, there's four. So like things like that where it's like, okay, really counting the cost. The Bible talks about like before a man goes to build a house, he needs to count the cost. And that could literally be in anything in life. It's like, okay, what does this entail, right? Like, again, love Susie Orman, right? Like, we're not here as believers, and if you're not a believer, hey, how you doing? Um, thanks for listening. Um, but as believers, we're not here to worship money, right? It's not supposed to control our our being, right? We're not supposed to be a slave to money. However, it can be a tool. And I like what Susie Orman has to say. She said, you know, um, money will not bring you happiness, but a lack of money can sure make you miserable because obviously money is a currency. Like we, you know, have to pay property taxes or pay insurance or even clothe ourselves and, and, and eat, right? Like basic things like food and water, right? Like we have to purchase that with money. And so um, to not critically think about where every dollar is going, we're really doing a disservice to ourselves. And Unfortunately, sometimes I feel like the church, because we don't want people to be consumed with this or that, we're not really equipping our young people and even our old people with financial financial security, right? Like, obviously, you know, on a spiritual whim, our security is in Christ, but also he's given us, you know, a brain, right, to think. We are the head, not the tail. Why are we overextending ourselves? Why are we in debt? You know, when it comes to stewardship, right? Like that's something that we don't really talk about a lot um, in the church. I mean, when's the last time your church or churches that are around you have had a financial planning, household management seminar, right? Like this is something that we should probably encourage. And if we don't know in the church about this, maybe we can bring experts outside and have them talk about what we don't know, only to equip us to be stronger. I mean, you know, another thing that Susie Orman talks about, you know, how we have our dreams, we have things that we want our life to look like, we want to be quote unquote, fulfilled, right? And one thing, you know, um, she talks about his children, like they, they are expensive. They really can be. And I mean, I'm not even just talking about you know, buying your little girl Gucci shoes and Chanel backpacks for kindergarten. And I'm not even talking about that stuff, which don't get me started on that because I don't feel like a lot of kids should have designer stuff because they're kids and, you know, they're playing and stuff and losing everything. But anyway, um, if you cannot afford one child, why would you have three? Like, we know that it might be your life, you know, goal to have a huge family but can you really afford it and what is the quality of of your life right like would it not be better to have one or two children that you can really pour all your life into your resources to your strength and your energy versus having five I mean you know quality over quantity right I think it really comes down to that and so you know obviously these are things that are coming up in my life as I get older and you know um very brief story, you know, I nannied for a lady who was a financial advisor when I was about 15, and she found herself in quite a pickle. I mean, she got married, and as she recalls the story, she knew going down the aisle that this was not her dude. Like, this was just not a good idea, but of course, you know, shrimp is on ice, and vodka is chilled with the wine, and people and guests are there, so she just kept on marching forward. 
but she ended up being in a really crummy relationship. And I think when her, oh gosh, when I, how old were they when I started to babysit for them? I think three and seven. When when her kids were three and seven, she had to leave. She found out that her husband had put her in a ton of debt. I mean, talking about boats and girlfriends and Costa Rica, just a hot mess, right? And so she had to pull herself out of debt with her kids and literally just start over and became a financial planner, which she's an excellent one. But I remember her telling me like, okay, at 18, we are starting your retirement fund. And I remember thinking like, what are you talking about? 18, like I'm a baby. I have time. And she always would say, listen, that's what gets people is that you think you have time until you don't have any time right like because if you start saving at 18 by the time you're 70 you had time for that money to generate and multiply and you know obviously the market ebbs and flows but as my financial friends always say you know it it has a way of regulating itself anyway I'm glad that she had foresight and I'm glad that I listened because obviously preparation 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 right getting in there and and preparing for the future that you want. I mean, it's not too late. Maybe you need to start today. Maybe you need to find, you know, an Allstate agent or or talk to some of your friends about, okay, how can I put money aside here and there, right? I mean, depending on who you ask, but there's a lot of apps today. I know there's one that's called like Dig It or Acorns, right? Or Stash, right? Um, You know, I kind of play around with Stash. I'm not sure if it's um, the most like the the best way of investing, but I know that it gives it puts me in a habit that every Monday, bloop, fifteen dollars is out, right? And to me, where I'm at right now, fifteen dollars is not something that's gonna really break the bank, right? Like so that's just me. Some people could do a hundred dollars, some people do do two, but think about it. Like I remember falling on hard times and being like, Oh, I forgot like when I was in New York City and and, and, and jobs were not coming in as frequently. I just remember thinking, like, wow, I do have stash and I remember tapping into my stash um my my stash account and I had like almost nine hundred dollars saved and I was like woo and it was something that I didn't even think about because it was just trickling and dripping into my account over time. So again just some um, just trying to drop a little bit of the knowledge today. Um get people thinking critically about their future, about preparing, right? Um Obviously, this is all in love. You know, we throw around terms like judgment and things like that. And I'm not trying to come off as harsh or or mean, but just trying to get everybody in the mode of thinking about, okay, what am I planning for? Do I have a, a safety net, right? I mean, again, Susie Orman travels the world and she's, you know, obviously keeps her, you know, knows the grind and is always talking to people. And she was talking about how most Americans, I'm not sure what this means for the world, but most Americans, if something happened today, they don't have a stash of like a thousand dollars that they could run to. Right. And these are people that have children and people that have houses, right? Like that could be so stressful. So let's like, again, like my whole philosophy in um, empowerment coaching, let's not just survive, but let's kill the game. Let's thrive. Right. So, Again, let me know your thoughts. Ask Brie123, A-S-K-B-R-I-E-123 at gmail.com. If you need a little bit of encouragement or you want to drop a line to me, follow me on Instagram, Brie Fallow, B-R-I-E-F-A-L. 
O-U-G-H. And I'll talk to you all soon. Okay. Bye-bye. Love you all.